Hi friends, welcome to another amazing episode of On The DL with Deb and Lo. As we told you guys on Friday, we decided we're going to start posting twice a week now and our Monday episodes are going to be all about what we heard at church, what we learned at church, what resonated with us, what got stuck in our brains, anything like that, as well as just adding any other information that we felt is good for the season we're in or whatever is going on in our lives all around Christianity and our spirituality and our beliefs. So today for Deb, it was Palm Sunday. Right. Yeah, we it's well, it's Palm Sunday today for everybody and of course our pastors had um a very strong theme around Palm Sunday which was beautiful. And um so there was a lot of uh, walking through the book of Mark. So, of course, the four Gospels, Mark, John, Luke, and Matthew. Matthew. Um, I was going to say Matt. Yeah. He's my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, they all, they all have their own, their own version, their own stories of, you know, what they, how they perceived what was happening here when Jesus was walking amongst them and with them. And so being today Palm Sunday, it, this is the beginning of a very, um, interesting week in the Christian world. Um, there's, I, I think it's important for us to all be taking time this week to be joyful. Um, there's also time to be sad. Um, yeah. Of course, as Monday, Thursday comes around and Good Friday, and then of course celebrating Easter next Sunday. Um, so, just as a clarification, mm-hmm. so Deb goes to regularly goes to a. Lutheran church. Yes. Which falls under Christianity. Right. And I go to a non-denominational church. Yeah. So at my church, we didn't really speak on Palm Sunday at all. It wasn't brought up. Palm Sunday. Right. Yeah. It wasn't the topic of conversation. Right. While on the other hand, at the Lutheran church, and I'm sure as a Christian or growing up Catholic, it would have been the same thing in the Catholic church. Right. It's all about, you know, you have the palms. Do you guys do anything special with the palms? Yes. We have a lot of different, uh, as we go through the story uh, today through, and you know, our pastors chose to go through the book of Mark and his messages um, in between different parts of that scripture that was read, there would be a beautiful music that would be Put in between the scriptures. So um, when we were singing, then we would have our palms because we were actually our church yesterday, we were able to stop by like a drive through and pick up your palms. You could pick up. Was that mainly for people who do online church currently? Yes, for the people that are doing online because there were services there today, but it was very limited on how many people were there. And actually, when you were there in person, they are they're just being so so cautious that they they choose not to actually be singing at this service. Oh wow. So because Palm Sunday is so much singing, I've chose to just of course Mark and I watched it here on the big TV. For sure. What I wanted to do um real quick though is I wanted to share with you a really cool text that I received today from a girlfriend. Um and this has a lot to do with what was was mentioned with my service this morning and then we'll move into low with what you picked up to. Yeah. Um so this this text was, good morning, everyone. Have a pleasant, God-filled Palm Sunday. May we focus on Christ's fulfillment of the prophecy that God sent his son to die to save us all from sin. We've become so enslaved to material things in life, our focus 
only turns to the Savior on just a few days. Sometimes for some people, I'm saying Christmas, Palm Sunday, Good Friday, Easter, etc. And she says, slow down and keep the reason for this season every day. And then she just said, you know, a prayer with love. And that that totally resonated right alongside of the message through Mark today, which was the theme is this, and this is what I want us all to be able to take from this. Let's all let's all give ourselves permission on a daily basis to take the time to be still, slow down, you know, to slow down and breathe <laughs> and cookies barking. Um, take time to be still. Know that God is with you. Know that he's with you. He's with me. He's with Lorena and that he is there always for us. But to take time to, to slow down enough to listen to that and to be still and to, and to just be willing to receive that. I do believe so many people today, and I'm as guilty of this as anybody, you get caught up in the, the, the rat race of what's happening in our everyday lives. Yeah. And that, unfortunately, um, does not serve the Lord. It's not about that. Um, and so just to, to try to be more conscientious on a daily basis, how much time you're spending in the Word and just how much time you're, you're praying and having just a casual conversation with God, you know, and just talking to Him. That's all He wants to do is hear your voice. So Yeah, and we, we talked a little bit about stillness we in did. the last episode, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, just how, and now I can't even remember what we were talking about in the last episode, but just to add on that, it's so important to just spend time with God and be just you and him and talking to him and communicating with him because within that stillness, it's when you're able to listen. Exactly. If you're just going about your day and even though, I mean, you, you can be a, a good Christian and all of that, but if you're not sitting and being still and listening, then you're not going to get much from him. Exactly. Because he, he wants to talk to you, but he wants to talk to you when you're listening. Yeah. Um, but funny enough, at our church, yeah. like I said, we, we're not talking about Palm Sunday at my church, but at the service that I went to, but we did talk about balance. Cool. Cool. And so share with us what what did you what did you hear today? So it came up as one of the challenges that people often run into when it comes to committing to something, and he, uh, Pastor Terrence, which is the pastor of the church, mm-hmm. he was talking as one of the um, one of the challenges being balance. Okay. So we want to commit to go to church. We want to commit to serve God. We want to commit to spread the word. And we want to commit to be a part of this community at church. Mm-hmm. But then oftentimes something can come up. I need to spend more time at home with my family. I, I would like to go on a trip with my family, but I've committed to go to church. And what Pastor Terrence was saying is that we need to have that balance. The Bible tells you to be still. Right. But the Bible also tells you to go out and spread the message. And the Bible also tells you to do all these things, but it also tells you to be still. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Mm-hmm. You, you need that balance. You know, we want to be still in times like this week where it's Palm Sunday and then right. all the other days that are coming up that exactly. are very important for Christians and Catholics. But it's all about balance. Mm-hmm. It's about finding time for God as well as finding time for your family. And sometimes it's great because 
family and church is all one. Absolutely. Like RJ and I, we get to go to church together every Sunday. Right. And even sometimes I'm not at church. Like for today, I had to listen to the service a couple minutes later, I guess, because I listened to it right after service. But I'm not present at service because I'm volunteering at church. Mm -hmm. But we go together Mm -hmm. as the family that we are. And we get to bond on the message and we get to the balance is there because we're doing it together. Yeah. What I'm saying is be still, but there's also time to do other things. So don't be worried that you're not able to be still right now. Do what you have to do, but find balance. Yes. Find the time to sit down and talk to God and listen. Right. It's not all about talking. It's also about listening to right. him. Right. And two, if you know, we all have we all have 24 hours a day. We have 168 hours every week. And I think it's so important for us to, you know, take a look at well, how we do choose to live our 168 hours every week. Right. Because we don't have time for God, but we have time for Netflix. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, like, let's say, let's say somebody has, has contacted me and said, oh, Deb, you know, I think you'd be great about being part of this or heading this up or organizing this or running this or being a part of this or whatever. And it's so easy to say, sure, Right. And a lot of times, I mean, my, I mean, I'm, I'm very protective of my 168 hours. Yeah. I really am, and I encourage everybody to be very protective of it. It's definitely something I'm working on. Well, it is, and it's because we can, we can allow other people to just like take our time, like within seconds. Yeah. And my thing is, you know, I'm honored. I am honored that you've asked me to be a part of this. That is, that sounds like something that I would enjoy doing. But I need to be honest with you, right now. My, my plate is full. I mean, with right. my time, I have 168 hours every week. I mean, I literally tell people I have 168 hours every week. And to be honest with you, if I had an extra 10 hours, I could added, do it. if I had an extra 10 hours, well, I, I mean, I've, I've said to people too, if I had an extra 10 hours right now, I wouldn't take on a new thing. I would put more time towards these other really important parts yeah. of my life. So living your life with God first, your family second, your career third, you know, being able to live your life with those priorities. Um, and those are values or missions that come with the with, business that with you're business. in. business, yep, absolutely, it's with Mary God Kay. first. Family second, family career second, third. Career third. Right. And I think that's how we should all live. I think it's a really, it's a very, um, it's a very, I want to say right way to live, because it's not right or wrong. Right. But it's a really um, fulfilling, fulfilling way. way to live your yeah. life. Yeah. 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 I know. I agree 100%. Um, I think everyone should understand that the main focus is always to live a life that, you know, God would be proud of. Absolutely. It's the life that God wants for you and to serve Him. Right. And that for you is part of your career. Absolutely. It is. You know that Mm -hmm. God wants you to help other women. Right. And you're doing that through your career. So you have God and then you have your family. You're, I mean... I am married to your son. Yes. <laughs> so yes. I know how yeah. much you've put into your family. Right. Because you've raised amazing children, well, both of them. You. Thank you. <laughs> so definitely, I mean, I feel like that's just how you should prioritize life. Yeah, I do. I, and I, I love being able to live my life that way. And just to be able to teach other people how to have, you know, I mean, this, these are just, this is like life-isms. These are life lessons, you know, and obviously we're talking about Christianity here today, but I just encourage you to 
what is your schedule? You know, can you get up 10 or 15 minutes earlier? I mean, I, you know, good Lord, Mary Kay Ash always said, join the five o'clock club. Some of you might like want to th- like throw up when I say that. <laughs> That's getting up at five o'clock in the morning. And you do that. Well, you can get so much <laughs> done. Like I was talking to some Mary Kay gals yesterday on a call and this mom, she's got three boys from ages like four to 11. She gets up early just to get all these things done before the kids get up. I mean, and that makes sense. You can get more done in that yeah. one hour than you can get done in three hours when everyone is up and running around and, you know, demanding your time. So find your time. I mean, for some of you, you're morning people. For some of you, you're night people. You know you know when you're on. You know when you can put, schedule that quiet time. Right. It might be at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know when it is, but find that time, that quiet time for you. To just be able to listen and to have that conversation and to connect yeah. with your God. So good. Yeah. I see you flipping through this book. Yeah. The, I'm on a Bible study right now that's by Priscilla Shire. And I happen to do this with a uh, probably about 20 other Mary Kay directors around the Twin Cities and probably around the five-state area as well. But this is called Discerning the, the Voice of God. And it's how to recognize when God speaks by Priscilla Shire. And so, again, like, Lo and I don't plan these conversations. No. Um, we're really not. We just knew we were going to go from what we had learned or what we what, what really resonated from church with us, you know, today, uh, being on Sunday. And I'm just, I'm just looking through some of this because, you know, I think if we can, there's a part in here about focused listening. So what is focused listening? What does that even look like or sound like? I think it's really important um, for us to think carefully about when we're when we're thinking about God, like with God, His it, He has goals for us, all right. And making it your goal is a key to differentiating differentiating, excuse me, His leading from the leading of others. So, I I want us to pay attention to who we're listening, okay? Yeah. Because there are voices that go on in my head that are not. God's voices. Okay, I'm going to talk about the enemy. Okay, I don't care if you want to give that that being a name, you know, that could be like Satan or the enemy, whatever it is. I just don't capitalize that word because right. there's no need to give that power power to anybody, right? So there, I don't even capitalize the name when I write it on a piece of paper. So that's just another little thing. Um, but I want to ask, you know, with our current desire to hear God's voice, um, does that, does, in listening to that, does, I'm going to give you three options. Does your desire to know God, what he wants you to do, or is your desire to know where God wants you to go, or is your desire to know God? Which of those are most important to you? And I know for me, my desire is to know God. That's what's most important. Um, and, you know, I just, I also am reminded by the study that God doesn't change. I mean, he's, he's always there. He is like, he is faithful. Trust me, he knows everything, every thought that's going on in your brain, whether it's good, bad, right, wrong, or indifferent. You know, if you've sinned, I mean, whatever the case may be, he knows. It's not like you're hiding something from him. He knows exactly what's going on. So just take him on as a, as a partner. Take him on as a best friend. Take him on as someone who you can count on and know that he's always 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 going to be there for you yeah i feel like the relationship you have with god is as much of a commitment as a relationship you have with your husband absolutely your partner 
your friends. You know, it's all about honesty. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, he already knows what's going on in your head. Yeah. But sometimes it's so important. And most of the times it's so important to be honest with yourself when you're being honest with God. Yeah, absolutely. When I you're agree. able to admit to your sins, God already knows you sinned, mm-hmm. but he just wants you to admit, to, to acknowledge that you sinned. Yeah. Um, just going back to some of the challenges mm-hmm. that Pastor T was talking about, um, like I said, the first one was balance, and actually that was the last one he mentioned, but one of them was balance. And then the first one he had mentioned was our past. And I want to bring this up because right after church, mm-hmm. I saw a post on Instagram that literally could have ruined my whole day. And I showed you the post exactly. about the um, the Minnesota Senate legislature. I don't know. Whoever mm-hmm. makes the rules around here. Um, they passed a law saying that if a person was to get raped under the influence and they had chosen to be under the influence, it's not considered rape. And that just did not do it for me right that didn't settle well for you no it did not and it could have literally ruined my whole day but i chose to put it you know i i took the information and then i just took some time to pray yeah how you know it's affecting me because i've been through that so that's why it's affecting me i understand that but i also have to put into perspective okay God didn't put me in that situation for no reason. Right. It's a horrible situation. I don't I I hate the idea of thinking that God made that happen. Right. Because he didn't. Right. But it was an adversity that I had to go through for whatever reason mm-hmm. and it brought me to where I am today and sometimes it takes hearing it at church. You know, Absolutely. your past is your past and sometimes you can be shocked by it. Um, or even held back by it. it. It affects how you see things in life. Because obviously that post, someone else sees it and it's like, mm-hmm. sure, whatever. But to me, it was like, whoa, now that's some decisions being made that are bold. Like that can affect someone's life. Yeah. Um, so it's always important to, to think about our past and how it's affecting our our vision, to put it in some words. How is whatever we've been through affecting our perspective in life. Um, It's a good way to be able to identify, let's say you want to serve in church, but you have a bad history of church. Mm -hmm. Like I did. I I went to Catholic church my whole life, and I ended up hating it because it wasn't my church. Mm -hmm. It was the church that I was brought into. Um, But if I would take that experience in church and brought it with me Mm -hmm. to Christianity and the church that I'm a part of now, Mm -hmm. then I probably wouldn't be serving. Absolutely. my past would have affected that, but I've chose not to. I chose to move forward Mm -hmm. and accept that God has a plan for me. Yeah. And it's that trusting uh, that the truth and that God does have the truth there for you. And yes, there are there are things that are not we're not proud of that have happened to us in our past. Right. Um, but we have to too believe that everything happens for a reason. Right. And you know, f- for something that's not that any you know that anyone is proud of, my gosh, I mean, at some point, because of that experience, you're going to be able to help somebody else. Right. And I mean, that's because you've been through my coaching. And Mm -hmm. that's what we talked about in the last episode, coaching and mentoring. Yeah. Whatever I went through 
it was af- afterwards it, p- it was put into my heart by God that I need to help other women that have been through what I've been through. Right. You know, it takes time to realize that and it takes a lot of prayer and a lot of listening. Yeah. Focused listening. Yeah. To realize that. Um, but it's what you're saying. Sometimes there's voices in my head that said you should do this, but mm-hmm. God is saying you should do that. Right. Let me just interject here. Yeah, Again, totally feeding off of each other. But this is from Priscilla Shire. This is this is interesting. It talks about your feelings, your past experiences, maybe our personal perceptions that we've had that have happened to us in the mm-hmm. past, right? I just want us to all remember that they those those feelings and those past experiences, those perceptions cannot be completely 100% wholly trusted. So why is that? Because if we depend on them, we could be actually more likely being deceived by the enemy by that. Because why? He is a master illusionist. Mm-hmm. He is so flippin' good at illusioning, you know, disillusioning all of us. To keep from being fooled, we have to remember we need to possess an objective standard outside of ourselves so that he can't keep pulling the wool over our eyes, the enemy. Because he's going to keep trying to do it. I mean, he's there's so good at oh. bringing up past emotions oh. and past uh, memories that yeah. are not godly. Absolutely. And like, have you, I mean, I know you've had, there's been days where I'm just like, if I'm having conversations with people, business, you know, throughout my day, I mean, I'm like, I'll, I'll hang up a conversation and go, okay. The enemy is seriously at super hard, yeah. hard working today. I, and I will literally out loud, speak the words out loud in my office. Satan, you are no longer allowed in this household. You are no longer allowed in the businesses of these women. You are no longer allowed. You leave. I mean, I, I demand that and to yeah. say that out loud. To think it, to just be thinking it is not... I don't feel strong enough. It's mm-hmm. it's verbally saying you you are no longer welcome here. You are you are gone. You yeah. are no longer. He's here. not afraid to act, so no. we should not be afraid to speak loudly to right. him. Right, right. So instead of allowing him to pull the wool over your eyes, remember that God's word is that objective standard. It is the unchanging. It's an uncompromising truth. That's going to help us achieve clarity to know where we really are and what's really happening around us. So I just wanted to interject that in there because God is so good. He really is. And the enemy is not. But to be aware of that, to be aware of that, consciously aware of it. Yeah. So just to say the last challenge when it comes to commitment. Yeah. Um, like we've been saying, having a relationship with God is a commitment just as much as a relationship with our partners, our husbands, whatever it is. Um, but the last one is the lack of clarity. And this one, I feel like for me, it's pretty common sense at this point. Um, when you grow a business, when you do anything in life, clarity is the most important thing. You need to be able to know where you're going. You need to understand the direction that you're trying to go with something. When Pastor T brought this up, he was talking about the church as a whole. Mm-hmm. You know, he's trying to run a church. But in order for him to run a church, he needs to let everyone know, like every person joining at service, understand what the purpose is. Mm-hmm. You know, where are we going with this church? What is our plan? Because if he wants to spread the message through the church, then the church needs to understand what the message is. Absolutely. Who's on your team? And they need to know exactly where where the boat's going. Right. So it's all about 
communication. Right. And that's something that I'm always hyping about or talking about. It's all about communication and community. That's what mm -hmm. I'm always talking about. It's always what's in my heart. It's what I want to promote, communication and community. And having a lack of clarity can be solved by clearly communicating your expectations to people. And that can be in anything. It can be in our marriages. It can be in friendships. It can be in business. It can be at church. Um, just giving a clear understanding of what you're doing and how you're going to act. Mm -hmm. And that also can be done with God, just praying to him and um, he can provide clarity. If you pray to him and you listen, he can provide clarity in what you are meant to be doing, which is kind of what this whole message was about today. It was about living a purposeful life and mm -hmm. following your calling. Mm -hmm. And God can give you clarity on what your calling is. Mm -hmm. That's super cool. Yeah. I love it. You just give me a big I'm smile. Lit. I'm like so lit and stoked right now because... Um, Lorena's talking about, you know, that commitment and being able to, you know, share that and have clarity as far as where you're going. Um, I'm going to bring that spiritual piece here and say to us all that there's blueprints. We all have blueprints that are already designed for each and every one of us. Isn't yes. that, that's like, I'm like, oh, okay, this is good. Yeah. Um, but I, wanna, I want us to all remember that God does have a plan, an, an overarching blueprint for the construction of our lives, a compo a, a, I'm reading from my Bible study, a compilation of specs and details that accomplish his purposes. The whole design is already in place. And I believe that when we know that and we trust him and we, clar we do clarity with ourselves mm -hmm. and with others with where we're going, he then can bless you because he knows you know that too. And you're, you're yeah. not afraid to own that. You're not afraid to... to clearly state that um we can try of course to draft a different one right we, we've all done that as well um we can act as if we can be a better judge on how our lives should work and what it should look like but i want us to remember that god has already thought of everything so can we just trust him yes let's just trust yeah. him okay so the good. architect of our lives knows exactly what he's doing he knows what you love he knows what delights you the most based on how he created you and me, right? And he has incorporated all these things into a plan that best enables us to do what he wants done, even as you express our individuality. Because we can. We're still human. Right. And we... I, I don't know if we talked about it here. I don't know where I read this. Uh -huh. But it's all about how the times that we're living in right now, it's all about individuality mm -hmm. and doing our own thing and very self-centered. But even when we're self-centered, we are disregarding God. Yeah. Even if we're just playing the game for ourselves, we're right. still disregarding God because God is a God of community. Um, a lot of the times, the purpose that he has called, he has planned for you, the calling he has planned for you is based on a community. Mm-hmm. Like it is for Deb, like it is for me, it's helping other women. Yeah. Um, like it is for our pastors, it's leading a church. Um, for many, many people, the purpose is to serve the community right. however way possible. And you can look at this, not us being mentors, my pastor being a pastor. It can even be like Elon Musk, mm -hmm. if we want to talk about someone out, out, you know, sure. out of our industries, I yep. guess. 
um, he was probably called to be the engineer that he is. Yeah. You know, he is serving the community by building SpaceX and Tesla and all right. those stuff. You right. know, he is helping society. Right. Even now that we are in this whole um, global warming and all these eco-friendly stuff, he is providing that to the community. Yeah. So, you know, just bringing up his example just as a way to steer away from what we do because what we do is very godly driven. I'm not sure what Elon Musk's spirituality is like, but just know that it is in your heart to serve the community one way or another. And that is most likely his, his plan for you. Mm -hmm. And, but you just got to listen. And I think sometimes we can all fall into the um, habit of living our life, you know, for what's convenient and what's comfortable, Mm -hmm. right? Versus having clarity with what's on your heart uh, and commitment and obedience that follows that. Yeah. I think many of us choose convenience and comfort over commitment and obedience. Yeah. So true. It is, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, I, I know this, but I, I fall into convenience and comfort just as much as anybody else does. Right. And it's it's more of understanding that we are in convenience and comfort yes. and stepping back yeah. and being like, okay, how can I get into commitment and obedience? Right. How can I right. do what he has called for me to do? Right. Because convenience and comfort, it's, I mean, it's the word we're saying, it's comfortable. Right. It's, it's what we've always known. It's what we've always talked about. Um, for me, that would look like, and I've chosen a path of commitment and obedience ever since March of last year to put a date to it. Um, for me, convenience and comfort would have been going into a nine to five mm-hmm. and just going after the money mm-hmm. because it, Ultimately, if you're in a job at a nine to five that you don't like, you're there for the money. Right. Let's face it. Absolutely. So I chose to go for the commitment and the obedience. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm committed to help women. Mm-hmm. I'm committed to do the work that was put in my heart. I'm committed and I am being obedient to his calling. Yeah. And, and I'm so proud of you for doing that. Thank you. And, yeah. and I have days where I'm like, damn, I should just get that nine to five. Because I'm, I'm sure RJ would appreciate the money coming in. Yeah. And I do too. You know, I, I have this dream of a lifestyle that I want to live. And a 9 to 5 would help that. Mm-hmm. You know, having a secured income coming in. Right. Would, but you're also trusting the plan. You believe that's right. out there for you. And I And actually, as of recently, I've felt it so deep in my heart that everything's going to work out. Mm-hmm. That I'm going to be able to succeed in my business. But it takes time. It does. And I felt it in my heart. It's going to take time. Like God is telling me, it's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of hard work. Right. But if you stay committed committed, and you stay obedient, right. it's all going to come naturally. And to be patient. Yes. Because oh my gosh. God's I have to timing, work on that. <laughs> yeah. God's time is, uh, many times it's not our timing. Right. You know, um, I think our job is to keep walking it out, you know. Yeah. Um, just keep keep going forward. Keep trusting him. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I guess just to wrap it up with this conversation, it's all about listening. Yeah. I think that's the biggest message today, that it's all about listening to him and focusing on him. Right. And what he wants for us and what he has planned out for us and Mm what, um, you know, the blueprint says. Right. What's in the blueprints? So my thing I've always... 
I've always believed that, you know, if somebody comes to my mind, that's not by accident. Mm-mm. Okay, so the, I believe that that's, I, and I just, I, I've always referred to that as, that's like the Holy Spirit for me. Like, that is the Holy Spirit telling me er, er, that it's that gut feeling, you know what I'm saying, about mm-hmm. a particular thing. Um, and I want to s- just share this. The, this is from, again, discerning the voice of God. So how to recognize when he's speaking to you. And this was really, really good. The Holy Spirit reveals God's plan to me and to you as he orchestrates the circumstances of our lives. So the Holy Spirit reveals God's plan to us as he orchestrates the circumstances of our life. And I love that. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, we can, we might have our own little vision going on and going, well, this is what I want to do. And, you know, try to be this, you know, you got control of everything. But what happens is, Sometimes life's interruptions and things that are happening in our life that might be frustrating to us are simply God's interventions for what his blueprint is and what he has planned for us. So to trust him. Yeah. Just a little. Trust him. A little bell. Yeah. Like I, I like to, one thing I've been practicing is more of being in the moment Uh and one way that my mentor has taught me how to do that is to ring a bell not ring a bell okay but have my phone (laughs) certain alarms on my phone oh yeah that remind me of to awake to be awake to like i'm here right now lorena present moment yeah be centered be like aware so just those little sure events yep. that happen in our lives it's like god and that alarm being Absolutely. like I love where that. are you that's good <laughs> like that you're really you're good. you're like taking the wrong turns like this is not what we had talked about right um but yeah just trusting in god and listening to god it's the biggest message that we can give to you guys today absolutely take some time sit down pray talk to god and listen carefully because yeah. he wants he wants to help you. He wants to guide you. He wants to be in a relationship with you. Amen, sister. So, Amen. Yeah, we're going to wrap up this episode by letting you guys know where you can find us. Yes, let's do it. So, so you can find me on Instagram yep. at Deborah Allison, the number one. Yep, and then you can find me on Instagram as Lorena Sophia RG. It's going to be L O R E N A S O F I A R G. And also, you can find me on YouTube on. Lorena Sophia. Perfect. Thanks so much for joining us today, you guys. This was a very fun conversation to have with all of you. Yeah, and if you guys like these Monday messages that come from our Sunday services, make sure to let us know because we do really enjoy making them. It's just a good conversation. So, yeah, let us know what you've been liking, what you like to hear more about, and we'll be more than happy to bring it to you guys. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.